Hey everybody, you're listening to a couple of annoying grunt boys, and this is the 138th Simpsons Podcast. That's right, we're the Simpsons Podcast that only discusses Simpsons episodes from seasons 11 and beyond. 11 and beyond, you ask? Well, the reason is because we feel that The Simpsons has been talked about in podcast worlds from seasons 1 through 10 ad nauseum. Everyone's talked about the golden years. We're here to find the latter years, the modern age, if you will, and to see if there's any outstanding episodes that could rival those golden age episodes. I am half an annoyed grunt boy, Craig, and with me as always is... Your other half-annoyed grunt boy, Steve. Craig, how goes it? Steve is great. I don't know if you realize this, but um, today is, as this podcast drops, January 30th, 2020. Steve, do you know when our very first episode dropped? Why was that? January 31st, 2019? No, it was January 30th, 2019. Literally a year ago. Wow. So we've been on the podcast airwaves for a year, so you know what that means. Well... This calls for a celebration. I will. Thank you, Vice President Al Gore, for that. That's right. It's been a year since we've been doing this. And I got to say a few things. I don't know if you've written down some choice words, but... um, Sure. I'll I'll start here, and I just got to say, I'm happy that it's been a year, and we have put out an episode every week for this last year. Podcasting, everyone's got one, and we were in this climate of, like, do we need to do this? No. Do we want to do this? No. <laughs> but we did it. We ventured to do a podcast about, I would say, five years ago, maybe even mm-hmm. more, longer than that. Could be. And, again, we only did four episodes of that podcast, and then we just kind of stopped. We decided to do this podcast and it's been in the back of like my minds for a while to do a Simpsons podcast really just to focus on the the later years though the modern age because I get kind of I was getting kind of sick of pissing and shitting all over like current Simpsons I'm like guys there's there's actually still some good things about the Simpsons and it got me to rolling about like talking to you about about that and I said let's let's try this so Steve and I don't actually we say we're a Portland-based podcast, and technically we are, but I don't live in Portland. I live across the, the river in, in Washington State. And wanting to do this podcast logistically is was kind of tough, and it, it still is kind of tough, but because we don't live near each other, and we both have full-time jobs and lives, and doing this every week, meeting up, is it would be very difficult for us. But thankfully mm-hmm. that uh, our sponsor and the obviously the podcast app that we use, Anchor.fm, gave us this opportunity to do this podcast remotely. And, <laughs> and we enjoy that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> there might be some sometimes. bugs here and there. The, the thing I really want to go say is, again, thank you for being there each week. And we do this each week. And we've been able to put a podcast out each week. A lot of podcasts out there have teams of people that help and edit and make sure things are right. It's just Steve and I that do this. It's probably obvious. Um, (laughs) But Steve and I have both taken on two different roles on this. When it started out, we didn't really know what was going on. Yeah. We found kind of our own areas in this podcast that we excel at. So Steve is the gracious note taker. He gets the clips and everything. I am the technical side, I guess, right? Yeah, and you do an amazing job every week uh, making this podcast sound somewhat listenable. Right. And if it wasn't for Steve's words, it'd be terrible. Well, thank you. We hope that, you know, obviously in the future, everything's going to get better. I've gone over and just kind of like listened through this last year. And it's just kind of amazing from our first episode to just even this episode or last week's episode, how the quality has changed. The content mm-hmm. has changed. It's It gets better each episode, I think. Couldn't agree with more with everything that you're saying. First of all, like in the, you know, 20 five years that we've known each other we've tried to do uh, sitcoms we've tried to do movies we've tried to be in a band we had a network idea and i i gotta say i'm really proud of because i feel like this one has really stuck 
And the fact that we've been doing it a year is just so awesome. Because we're so busy with our lives, we don't get to hang out maybe as much as we used to. So it's kind of cool to spend like a couple hours each week just talking about The Simpsons. And so I really appreciate that. One of the things, too, is the fans out there that listen to this podcast, which love because if if it wasn't for them, if we didn't have listeners, we wouldn't be doing this. And Yeah, and... The listeners that we do have have been very loyal and really nice. I really want to shout out Timothy Burleson, just always giving us great advice and uh, nice words. And so thank you to him. Yeah, Timothy, you've definitely helped out this podcast of just giving us critical feedback, which is really appreciative, actually. Yeah. I was just thinking, so we've gone through this year of at random, many of the episodes at random. There was a few that we got to choose just based off of like uh, if it was a season premiere type of thing like that. We did with season 31 or we did the March Madness type of thing. So I thought, how about we go and look at our top five and bottom five of the episodes we watched. Now, when I say episodes, I mean the actual cartoon, <laughs> not our podcast, because they're all at the bottom. That's true. Very true. But yeah. So yeah, let's take a look at like what worked, what didn't. And uh, yeah, let's go for it. All right. So Should we start with the uh, best or the worst? Let's do uh, best or worst, or best or worst, or best or worst, or worst or best or worst or best. That sounds good. <laughs> I'll start from uh, bottom to bottomer. So and top to topatist. Okay. <laughs> for the Simpsons episodes that we watched this year, for the bottom five, I will give you, so number five, which is not the worst, it's the fifth worst. It was our 18th episode, season 27, episode 13, Love is in the N2O2ARCO2NEHECH4. Ah, uh, yes. That episode, I remember, this was part of one of our stunts of, I don't, it wasn't the March Madness thing. It was, we got to pick four episodes. Like, what was the reason behind that? Um, I think that... Oh, I know it was, because we had, we had watched 20, an episode from like 26 seasons, but there was like four, maybe four That's seasons right. we didn't get to, and we wanted to make a perfect, yeah, because it was the 18th episode of our podcast. Yeah, I think that was it. So... I think at random, we just, each of us chose two. And I, I know I was the one who chose this one. And it was uh, Professor Freak uses science to transform himself into a more attractive man. So a uh, nutty professor thing. And March, Bart, and Lisa visit Grandpa for Valentine's Day. And they find the old folks are in a drug-induced hallucination that lets them relive happy memories. I remember not enjoying that episode at all. Yeah, I, I remember that one uh, also not fondly. Was that on your list or not? Actually, it did not make my list. It was a close, uh, um, right. but my number five is uh, our episode eight, Gorgeous Grandpa. Homer becomes addicted to reality TV shows called Storage Battles, and he decides to do an auction, and he finds out that Grandpa is a wrestler who's a, co- a closeted homosexual. Yeah, I remember that one. That was definitely on my maybe pile too yeah it was tone deaf and just not really not really one i enjoyed should we go to a more positive one yeah so i'll do my number five positive episodes steve this was our 37th episode does that ring a bell 37 it was season 25 episode 12 what do you think it was steve was that Diggs? It was Diggs! <laughs> I had to put that in there. You knew that. Yep, I'll have you know that it may have made one of my lists. <laughs> this is going to be a, a point of uh, contention between us. Yep. Honestly, it was actually my sixth, but I had to put this in there. As, uh... <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, so this is the episode, the controversial episode between Steve and I. It's the one with Danny Radcliffe, who is a, a recent transfer student named Diggs, rescues Bart from a confrontation with bullies and he's becomes like a falconer right yeah yeah so um yeah i have to stick by my because i i bring that up episode up all the time so i had to put it in there it's not obviously not gonna be number one but i decided to throw digs in there i'm digging at you <laughs> all righty yeah i can like it's not that it's an awful episode it just doesn't feel like a simpsons episode and that's my biggest problem with it all right but my number five of the best is this one actually is also kind of surprising even to me it is our Number 44, that is from season 31, episode 8, Thanksgiving of Horror. Ooh. That's right, it's the three vignettes of Thanksgiving tales, kind of a Treehouse of Horror take on Thanksgiving. I know that it's kind of weird. It's uh, from the season. It's a really gimmicky three-part episode, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, it, it just brings me a lot of fun memories, and it's just a crazy episode that I just really, uh, I really liked. 
Steve, I'll keep my comments about Thanksgiving horror to myself because it might be on one of my lists too. Interesting. Yes. All right. So let's go to our number four of the bottom five. I'm going with our 33rd episode, season 15, episode three, The President Wore Pearls. Ooh, the... Avita um, episode. Yes. So in this episode, Lisa is elected a student president. And Skinner tricks her into cutting well-liked classes and prompting Lisa to call into general student strike. I remember this episode not enjoying it. It fell flat for me. And I, I do like sometimes when the Simpsons go musical. This one, mm-hmm. not a fan. I feel what you're saying. It, it didn't, I don't think, uh, achieve what it was going after. It wasn't super funny. The Michael Moore cameo was a little weird. It was an okay episode, but I, I could definitely see how it would make your bottom list. All right. How about your bottom four? My bottom for pooping. So my number four is our episode seven from season 21, episode four, Treehouse of Horror 20. There was the Hitchcock parody, the Mo Sweeney Todd musical, and uh, the man-eating, or the Mad Cow Burger. And maybe it was just us getting our roots but this episode just really soured me on certain things. And it's just, I like the Treehouse of Horrors. They're fun to visit, but this one just wasn't fun for me. And I just, it really affected me negatively. So, yeah. And maybe it's more about us making notes on it and me doing a poor job. But yeah, I didn't like it. I almost did put that on my bottom as well. It was a very tough episode to do because we haven't done a Treehouse of Horror. And it's kind of amazing because we're such in our infancy as a podcast too, that I think as our... Uh, what episode did you say? Their seventh? Mm-hmm. Their seventh episode? I think it was too ambitious for us to tackle Treehouse because we haven't done it yet. And that's probably why I didn't like it. And so maybe it's not fair, but that's what I feel. There is some fun things, though, thinking about these earlier episodes, kind of like perusing through the evolution of it. And I think that was one of the first episodes where I started. we started incorporating kind of clips, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know we put the teaser to it as like our intro song because we were still using kind of like weird little intro interludes. Yeah, because it took us a while to put like actual clips of the show into the podcast it's probably about eight or nine episodes maybe yeah i think so but uh yeah that that almost made my list but it didn't uh let's do our number four of the top five yes so my fourth favorite episode is very early on which we didn't use clips at the time was our Mm -hmm. third episode steve now i'm saying the episode that we produced was great but the episode itself was great and that was from Hmm. season 30 episode five Baby, you can't drive my car. Hmm, yes, and a very uh, much more recent episode. But I remember mm-hmm. thoroughly enjoying that episode. We are in our infancy of this podcast, but getting to see a, a, a more recent episode, and that by that time that episode came out that year of our podcast mm-hmm. recording. And that's when a self-driving car company sets up in Springfield and lures all the power plant employees to join its fun work environment. I think I really enjoyed that episode too because we we were watching a fresh take on The Simpsons that we hadn't really watched in a long time, and there was something about that episode that I think was great. Yeah, that's definitely true. That was uh, a lot of fun, and my my number four is kind of in similarly in our infancy, but kind of reversed because I chose our fourth episode all the way back from season 12, episode 18, Trilogy of Error, which is the episode that takes place over a single day when uh, Homer, Bart, and Lisa are all called on breakfast and then it switches off in between their scenes. And I think that what I liked about that one was it was revisiting an episode that I knew fairly well for us and that I enjoyed and for us to revisit it and really dive deep and examine it. I thought that was really interesting. And so it was really cool to see this episode that I always thought was great and then to analyze it to death almost. It actually was my number five episode, but I replaced it with Diggs just because I wanted to dig at you. Uh-huh. <laughs> because it was such an infancy of this podcast, I wouldn't mind going back and then putting in sound clips and, and like, I'm just like mm-hmm. fully doing like a, a better production of that episode. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, maybe we could do at some point, but I, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure that yeah. out. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'll go to my bottom three. Number three was our 43rd episode. Season 12, episode 15, Simpsons Safari. This episode, this is the Simpsons go to Africa. It's just a terrible episode. I just don't like watching that episode. Yeah, it was uh, my number six on the bottom. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that saved it was the first act being kind of fun. Right. But yeah, you're right. It is a really bad episode. And I'm kind of regretting not putting it on my list. (laughs) What was your number three of the bottom five? Well, that happens to be season 37. (laughs) Or no, I'm sorry. It was our episode 37. (laughs) Uh, Season 25. Fuck you. Episode 12. It was Diggs. 
You son of a bitch. <laughs> if it was any other show, I'd be like, what an interesting show. But it was just so unsimpsony that it just <laughs> took me out of it. I'm going to have to listen to that episode again because I want to hear your actual review. I don't remember it now. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't either. But I think you're right because we both did, that was like the only episode we actually did disagree on. All right. Well, how about top three from season 11, episode 19, Kill the Alligator and Run. That was That's, our 42nd uh, episode that we did. What an odd choice for your number three. What was your number three, Steve? Well, Craig, it was Kill the Alligator and Run. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, both you and I agree that this was an episode that was, it's considered bad. But why do we like it so much? There were so many dumb jokes. In it. I think maybe it was our 42nd episode and the run that we're, we're seeing all this other crap. And mm-hmm. I think we, uh, it made season 11 better for us. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't know, I just think there were some solid jokes in there, and I I think that we had this, like, pallor of it not being a good episode, then when we're at it, we're like, oh, maybe it's not so bad, maybe we as children or young adults had something going on in our lives, like you were talking about the previous one, that altered our, our perception of it, so yeah. All right, so I'm thinking, um, I'm thinking our bottom two are probably the same, Okay. so my... Second to worst episode was our 29th episode from season 22, episode 15, A Scorpion's Tale. Me too. All right. So I'm going to assume, I'm just going to assume that your number one, uh, do we, do we just talk about Scorpion's Tale? I don't want I to. mean, <laughs> no, eyeballs fell out. It was gross. Uh, okay. Let's just say Scorpion's Tale, like used to be my number one, but I think we're all, I think if you're fans of this podcast and you listen to it regularly you probably know what our number one is but we'll get to it real quick let's do our top yep five number two and mine was our 10th episode which was the episode we got to choose season 11 Mm -hmm. episode three guess who's criticizing dinner interesting uh that's a classic episode a lot of good jokes this is of course the episode where homer is a food critic Mm -hmm. you know i love ed asner's his appearance, the J.J. Jameson character, Spaghetti, a uh, classic, and that's all I'll say about it at the moment. My number two is one that we actually just did recently, oh. Weekend at Burnsies. Oh. So that was our 51st episode from season 13, episode 16. And uh, yeah, just a classic, classic pot jokes. Fish was fun. Just a good episode. I was considering that. I was also the the one that he flies and does, but it didn't really make it. But yeah. Uh, that was very close to my list as well. I know. It just felt like I didn't want to put something recent. So bottom five, number one, we put it as one episode, but even though it was a two-parter, is our 48th and 49th episode, season 28, episodes 12 and 13, The Great Fast Parts 1 and 2. Yep. That's uh, definitely the worst that we've reviewed. Yep. It was just totally off and weird. And I appreciate what they're going for, and I just think they failed. In the mortal words of uh, Jeff Albertson's. Worst <laughs> episode ever. So suppose we talk about our number one episode, Cs. So let me just say my number one was actually from this year. It was our 44th episode, and you mentioned it was in yours. with season 31, episode 8, Thanksgiving War. That is actually my number one episode. I wow, that's incredible. I remember watching that, because I watched it live, mm-hmm. and I just remember laughing pretty good at this episode yeah and as we've talked to kind of about this on this podcast about treehouse of horror episodes that it's tougher to make notes or to to talk about on this podcast and this is three stories and but this episode i don't know that i i thought that episode was solid it was recommended to people that haven't watched the simpsons that don't listen to this podcast but I'm like you know if like you're in a casual like bar conversation about the simpsons and they're like oh yeah i haven't watched since you know season 10 and you're like i tell them go on hulu watch thanksgiving horror Mm-hmm. That's why I think that's my favorite episode that we've reviewed. I had so much fun recording that podcast. That was a lot of fun. It was, yeah, definitely is it. Well, that's, uh, I totally get it. And, you know, really doing my top five best episodes is really hard because, like, like, all the ones that you've mentioned have been gold. And I actually wanted to, uh, you know, add others, too. Like, surprisingly, The Town I really liked. Yeah, and that was from a few weeks or a couple of months ago. I enjoyed that. I liked Three Gays of the Condo. Also on my list. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, Simpsons Rama, also honorable mention. But my number one was one that you already mentioned, and I didn't want to say too much about it at the time, but guess who's coming to criticize dinner? Mm-hmm. Our, uh, you know, our 11th episode. That's what really works for The Simpsons, you know, Homer getting a wacky job 
and having a lot of fun. It's a great season 11 episode. Just great jokes all around. And I think it's one of those episodes, too, that can be in, mixed in with, like, the golden age of Simpsons. Yeah. it's You don't think of it as a season 11 episode. You think of it, like, as a season 8 episode. Totally. And it might be, you know, in my top 20 episodes of all time. Yeah, it definitely is. All right. Well, we talked a lot about our favorite episode. What was your favorite of the uh, episodes we watched? Not our podcast, because we know that sucks. Right. And, Craig, I just want to say one more time, thank you for all of your hard work. It's always been a pleasure. And may we never speak of our anniversary again in this episode. Uh, deal. If we do, podcast over. Podcast over. All right, let's get on with the usual bits here. I know this uh, intro is a little long, but guys, it's our. Oh, can we we oh, can talk careful. about our we can talk about uh, uh, that it's our one year anniversary in this intro, but after right. the intro, we won't talk about right. it. Right after the first ad, no more mention. Okay, deal. Okay. Um. So here we go. This episode that we are watching, of course, uh, came out May seventeenth, two thousand and nine. Steve, do you know what the number one movie of that weekend was? I sure don't, Craig. Well, it was Angels and Demons. That's right. Ooh. It was the sequel to The Da Vinci Code. Uh, with with uh, Tom Hanks and Amelie. Sure. Ian McGregor was also in that movie. Oh. Uh, was I never... it a fucking hit? Oh, I get the train spot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, no. I'm sure it was fine. I'll yeah. give you the rotten scores here, Steve. The uh, critics gave it a 36%, while the audience gave it a nice 57%. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I never read those Da Vinci Code books or watched those movies, so don't care. Uh, Me neither. How about... What was the... Uh, Number one song, Steve. Well, the number one song for that week was Boom, Boom, Pow by those black-eyed peas. Now, we have played this on the podcast before. The previous episode Mm -hmm. was that um, our new thing now, of course, of course, is uh, looking up if there's a kids bop version of this song. And Steve, guess what? Yes, (gasps) there is. Let's find out. Reminds me of the uh, Degrassi, the Next Generation theme song. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> uh, I do enjoy playing these kid bop versions, which I'm sure everyone else doesn't like. It's fun to find it, though. It is. Um, well, Craig, we're, today we're talking about Coming to Homerica, the 21st and final episode of the 20th season. An outbreak of food poisoning at Krusty's Burgers is traced back to a tainted barley in nearby Ogdenville. Settled years earlier by Norwegian immigrants, the Ogdenville barley mills are promptly shut down, and Springfield finds itself swamped by the unemployed. Oh no. Think we're going to have to take a break and uh, come back and watch this episode? I guess so. Uh, Sounds like a plan. Steve, happy one-year anniversary. And a happy one-year anniversary to you, Craig. And if you ever speak of this again, you too. Done. We'll be right back. Today we're talking about Coming to Homerica, the 21st episode of the 20th season. It originally aired on May 17th, 2009. It is number 441 in the show's run. Your nerd code is LABF12. It was written by Brendan Hay, directed by Stephen Dean Moore, and your showrunner is Al Jean. So Brendan Hay is a American screenwriter comic book creator and television producer. He's currently the executive producer and showwriter of Harvey Street Kids and Dawn of the Croods, hmm. uh, both DreamWorks animations that stream on Netflix. Uh, so this episode of The Simpsons is the only one he has written so far. Steve, you'll be happy to know that he was a contributor of America the Book. Oh, that's a good daily, book. Yeah, that great daily show book. Uh, also worked on such projects as Robot Chicken. I'm familiar. Mock, mock, mock. Frank TV, which was the Ooh. Frank Caliendo show. Mm-hmm. How about this? The 78th Annual Academy Awards. He had a special written by credit there. 
Ooh. Um, but here's a fun one because he worked with Robot Chicken and those guys like the Seth Greens. He was credited as head writer on Star Wars Detours. Now, Steve, are Ooh. you familiar with the Star Wars Detours cartoon? I am not. Well, there's a reason why you're not. If you look it up, you can Google Star Wars Detours. It was announced. They showed stills from episodes. And what it was, the guys behind Robot Chicken were doing a... I know this is not a Star Wars podcast, but we always have the Star Wars here somewhere. <laughs> but it was a comedic look at wow. your favorite characters or moments from the Star Wars movies. And they had produced episodes and it was ready to be on uh, Adult Swim, Cartoon Network. And then that same year it was supposed to premiere, all of a sudden Disney buys... Star Wars, and that got because it's not part of their new Star Wars canonical. So it was a George Lucas-approved series. It was just going to be a fun, like, let's take Star Wars and make jokes. I mean, Seth MacFarlane was doing it on The the Family Guy, and I think George Lucas was like, hey. And Robot Chicken, too, had those great Star Wars specials. Mm -hmm. So I think it was like, hey, you know, George Lucas was big (laughs) enough to be like, yeah, make fun of things. And and then, you know, they they had the actors come back and do the voices. Anyway, so... He was part of that. There's my long wow. intro for uh, Brad. To, to continue this uh, well detour, I'm looking at the cast, and yeah, aside from Seth Green, we had Anthony Daniels, Billy yep. D. Williams, Seth MacFarlane, Felicia Day, Zachary Levi, Weird Al. I mean, that's an impressive lineup. So the show exists somewhere. Yeah. Like, you know, they animated it's a couple episodes. They did the voices. It's just, will the public ever get to see it? I don't know. Maybe it's hidden in that vault. Yeah, the Disney vault now, but will Walt ever release it? Hmm. I don't know. So there's our, yeah, detours. Hey, so since that was supposed to be a comedic take on the, on Star Wars, let's do a, a Simpsons detours where we make drama <laughs> dramatical. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just a serious drama. It's like Marriage Story, but with Kurt and Luann. Well, Sure, but like other characters in Springfield, but actually filmed live action. Like do oh, yeah. do a Chief Wiggum like actual like crime he has to solve and like death, destruction. Yeah. Just shows the dark side of Springfield. Yeah, like Nelson and his like home life with like his mom has a crippling drug addiction and a missing father and he has to like panhandle for money and it's really bleak. Yeah, and it's all films really dark and really dirty and gross and uh mm-hmm. it'll make you uh want to kill yourself after watching it. Sounds like fun. Much like this podcast, Steve. Let's uh, let's continue with this. Alrighty. Well, our uh, title gag is a three-eyed raven flying by the screen, which we've seen before. And I just want to once again mention it's interesting because this episode aired like a year before the Game of Thrones TV show began. So it just means that the animators were a fan of the books. And I don't know. It's just interesting. That's all. And I've said before on the podcast, I think it's because it's a radioactive bird. That's why. That's also nice. very possible. Also very possible <laughs> possibility. Um, so our billboard gag is Spider Pig the musical. Music by U uh, two and Elf Clausen, which is a nice reference to uh, Turn Off the Dark. If you guys um, remember that Spider Man Turn Off the Dark Broadway play that was going was cursed. on, <laughs> was cursed, and U two did the music. And Elf Clausen said it was going to end, and well, it did. But our chalkboard gag is it's Facebook, not Assbook. <laughs> um, also, I noticed, and maybe it's me being dumb, but on next to the chalkboard there's a picture of homer as an astronaut it's hanging on the wall is that always there in the newer episodes yes steve we've had this discussion before i oh, think you have uh <laughs> i think you get some sort of uh amnesia memory loss Alrighty. well <laughs> evidently in this show we meet a young boy named bart simp stimson all right well so what's going on with this intro is well we get to that the couch gag but this is like a two minute yeah intro so that means we're due for a, a short episode. Possibly uh, mercifully short. We'll see. Our uh, couch gag is an homage to classic sitcoms, beginning with the uh, family as a cast of the Honeymooners, then running through the door onto the set where they portray the Dick Van Dyke show, complete with uh, Homer tripping over the ottoman. And then they run into the Brady Bunch, where Lisa braced her nose on the football. And then we go to Cheers with Lisa as Carla, Marge as Diane, Homer as Norm, Bart as Sam, and Maggie as Cliff. In walks uh, Sideshow Bob, and the family makes a break for it into their own familiar sofa. What do you think of that, Craig? So you said Bart was Sam. Do you think he was Woody? See, I had a hard time trying to figure out who he was because it makes, because Woody never sat at the bar, either with Sam, but Bart does have a soda, which <laughs> Sam didn't drink alcohol because he was a recovering alcoholic. But then it's again, true. he does look like a Ted Danson. Maybe it's just ambiguous. I think that's right. If it's Woody, it's Woody. 
if it's Sam, it's Sam. But it I mean, should it be seems Sam, like how I do you guess, have the show right? without but, Sam? He's the main character. Right. So yeah, you're right because Diane was there. Well, Di- Woody was around when Diane was there too. But mm-hmm. we're thinking too much of this. Okay, we'll say Bart is Sam. Bart played baseball. Um, Sam yeah. played baseball. <laughs> All right, well, our episode opens at Krusty Lou Studios, where Krusty and Mr. Teeny are enjoying a game of chess, and it walks an underling of Krusty with some bad news. Krusty, there you are. We've got business to discuss. First off, we got big problems with your talking home pregnancy tests. Hey, hey, you're pregnant, and it's not mine. (laughs) It's giving 20% false hey, hey's. Oh, okay. Uh, Repackage them as coffee stirrers and sell them in the Philippines. Genius. Now, another issue. Studies show your Krusty Burger is the unhealthiest fast food item in the world. Worse than a double Krusty Burger? Somehow, yes. Okay, here's what we do. What's that food we never put in any of our meals? Vegetables? Yeah, those guys. Find the cheapest one and make a burger out of it. Then throw it in a green wrapper and double the price. And say it's got none of those, uh, what are those unhealthy he-she-sounding things? Uh, trans fats? That's it. And while you're in there, spray a little nicotine juice on the kids' meals. Get them hooked. <laughs> This episode, like you said, aired in 2009, and I think it's kind of interesting that immediately when I saw what Krusty was saying about the burger and double the price, I just thought of the Impossible Whopper at Burger King that just came out. Like, a few Absolutely, ago. yeah. Because <laughs> that's what it is. And I was like, I eh, just put a green... I don't know. I've never had it, but I'm assuming they have a green wrap around it. But I know it is double the price of a normal Whopper. Right. And it's also not much healthier if at all, than like an actual... It's not what? Any more healthy than an actual beef burger? No, no, definitely not. Like, I can't give you the stats, but I heard on another podcast that actually went over this, and they were listing the ingredients, and it just was kind of scary, because there's like some sort of chemical that's like used in plastics that's in there, so you're essentially eating like plastics. Yeah. I just don't know how you could digest it. You probably can't. But, I mean, I'm still game to try it. Me too. But, you know, I like to try new things. Yeah, I think just as a general rule, though, if you're uh, if you're going to go be a vegetarian, good on you. Maybe stay away from fake meats and just try and eat, like, natural things. <laughs> I also loved, like, thoroughly impressed by Krusty repurposing the uh, pregnancy test. That's great. And also um, his line of, it's worse than the double burger? Somehow, yes. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoy that line, too. Yeah. Also, Mr. Teeny, great reactions from him. Not depressing, but yeah. yeah it is. They're just playing chess. <laughs> I also like that he can play chess. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they've trained some primates to yeah, play maybe chess. Coco could play chess, maybe. I don't know. We then go to the Simpson family, who are watching the Planet Channel's latest offering, The Drowningest Catch. After we see the fishermen plummeting to their death and learn that the real Drowningest Catch is man, we get an ad from Krusty Burger. Uh, scenes of Americana, including a boy flying a kite... A game of catch between a father and his daughter, a mother hugging her toddler, and then a farmer who happens to be clown slash corporate sponsor, Krusty the Clown. It's a new world out there. People care about their health for some reason. We know times have changed, and we at Krusty Burger want to take advantage of that. Introducing the Mother Nature Burger, made from 100% wheat-fed barley. And now to take a yummy bite. Ah. Mmm, tastes like a healthy future. So we're talking about healthy and vegetarianism. And then, yeah, I guess uh, wheat barley doesn't sound too healthy for me. I mean, it's definitely not gluten-free. But I've made some um, barley bowls with, like, some mushrooms and some greens. It's it's not bad. Barley makes beer. That's why I like it. So did you like the... uh, Yeah, I like the uh, cut in the ad where... It's clearly a blonde man taking a bite out of the burger so Krusty wouldn't have to eat it. That seems like a goof well, according to, me. to somebody on IMDb. They also thought it was a goof. But clearly, it's a joke because this is an animated series. And you can just draw all the blonde men you want. All well, right. we then see the Earth uh, was... as a burger, and Mr. Sun takes a huge bite of us. Uh, the Simpsons, along with much of Springfield, are going to Krusty Burger. Uh, one such a person enjoying the meat-free offering is Hank Azaria's. Apu. Finally, a hamburger for the Hindus. 
by the tusks of great Ganesh. Now no one can tell I am not American. Look at me, I'm saving the earth. It was just recently talked about on the internet that, I guess, do we have a confirmation? Hank Azaria said he's done voicing This is what we hear. I mean, there's been some hemming and hawing about it before, but this is the most official that we've heard from him himself. Now, based on that clip, do you think he should? I appreciate that he's open to it. I don't know where exactly where I stand because we've talked about it before, but Hari Kondabalulu, the maker of the documentary, said that he never really wanted to get rid of Apu. He just had some problems with him. And I say maybe recast him. That way we can still have the character, who I think is a rich character, but we don't have somebody doing the voice that isn't of Indian descent. To me, that seems like a good fix, but I don't know. So how about spoilers for this episode? How about... The actors who are doing Norwegian accents, and they're not Norwegian. Is that okay? I'm the dumb white guy. I don't know. I guess we'll get into... I don't really want to. We're not a political podcast, after all. This yeah. is about The Simpsons. Not a political funny. podcast. You know what it is? It's. It's. I think that joke is tired. Yeah. I can understand how you think it's racist, exactly. But it's just like doing that voice. It was a thing of the 80s of like, yes, every convenience store clerk apparently was Hindi. But the problem is for me, I also like do like Apu as a character because he actually is a strong character not a joke character but for this scene i guess it was like let's make fun of his culture. yeah i i just it's a dicey thing because maybe at first he was kind of an a stereotype of of what you're talking about but i think in the you know 30 years that we've gotten to know him he's grown and i don't know that i i don't know it's hard because i can't speak for anybody who is does doesn't have representation because i'm again i'm a dumb white guy half the people of springfield are me all right well I don't know. I feel like if they do cast, they'll figure it out. Well, after the family enjoy their local fast food offerings, Homer is awakened from a couch nap to find that those barley burgers were tainted. Marge, Bart, and Lisa were all vomiting in the house's many toilets, and left with no option, Homer pukes in Lisa's sacks. So Homer's first attempt to go to the bathroom downstairs was mm-hmm. Marge's in it. Steve, have you ever seen that bathroom? I don't think before? I have. Maybe it's the old rompus room and they converted it <laughs> yeah, to the Yeah, that's only in that one episode. We should travel to Arizona, go to the the Bill Simpson's <laughs> house, break in and that's investigate. True. Either way, three I guess we don't have yeah, to break I mean, in. Nobody's in there. But either way, three toilets in a in a two bedroom house. Pretty impressive. I guess four bedroom house, but yeah. So the sickness also struck Springfield Elementary, where the Presidential Crutch Challenge and the Sloppy Joe-a-thon have been canceled. Skinner holds Superintendent Chalmers' head and offers soothing words of third-grade math scores and holding steady. So, Aww. Steve, why are they there if they're all sick? I don't understand that. I don't know. Maybe, like, they got it for lunch, and then their tummy uh, started to hurt? I, well, I like your explanation. All righty. Um, we learned from Channel 6's Action News that the recent spunami is the result of tainted barley from Springfield's neighbor to the southeast, America's Barley Basket, Ogdenville. The area was uh, settled by Norwegian immigrants 100 years ago, and one such resident offers an explanation of the happenings. I'm here with barley farmer Brendlev Jensen. Brendlev? What happened is a big old rat got caught up in the grinders there, so my wife Dagny took a hose to it, and uh, it's all cleaned out now. So you're guaranteeing it's safe to eat Ogdenville barley once more? Well, where there's barley, there's rats, you know. Now, when will you be starting the interview? That just went out live. Well, then we're screwed. As the next day arrives, the colors get a bit more bleak, and we see that Ogdenville's barley mill, barley processing plant, and history of barley museum are all closed. The town's closed sign store, however, is having quite the boom. Uh, The Scandinavians are forced to pack up and leave burning the barley behind their backs. They head to bluer skies and a two-drink minimum in the city of Springfield. I've heard of it. Yes. The gag of the closed store sign. I actually enjoyed that little gag. Yeah, it was fun. It was cute. I also like the kind of slight homage to uh, Beverly Hillbillies with the packing up grandma on the top of the, the heap. Yeah. At the builder's barn, we see Homer and Bart have purchased ring gutters, but are unsure about their ability to stall- install them. As Homer has a history of going up on roofs and waking up in hospitals. Ogdevillian day laborers are here to help. Their can-do attitude and rugged but reliable facial hair are just what the Simpsons need for their maintenance woes. So the laborers go to the Simpsons' house to help out, and arises Homer from the chimney. Did you see that? <laughs> 
yeah, that's interesting. Like, he just kind of pops up. Like, it's, uh, I think you called it, like, an elevator. It's interesting. Yeah, so, <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was kind of a funny, goofy visual gag. Yeah, I, I don't think I saw that the first time. It's, uh, it's funny that you pointed that yeah. out. Well, anyway, so he, like I said, he offers them some lemonade, and all seems well. Nicely done, guys. Lemonade. A lemon version of Barleyade? <laughs> when in Springfield. Oh, don't that glug down right good then. Oh, yeah. Almost as good as barley is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm glad you've come here to take all the jobs we don't want to do. Can't have too much of a good thing. You fellas, too. Come on. I know we've talked about, like, absurd things on The Simpsons that sometimes I like and sometimes I don't. I did mm-hmm. enjoy the Ogdenville The signage. people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Uh. I, I liked it too. It's just silly. And I think that you uh, mentioned that they're talking about uh, lemonade being a nice substitute for barleyade. And you're right. That would be beer. Yeah, barleyade. That's just beer. Okay. Yeah. So it appears that the folks from Ogdenville are doing all the jobs from roofing, lawn mowing, topiary work, cleaning Kirk Van Houten's glasses, walking several dogs at once, walking several old people at once, and even helping around the house, as we learned from our new nanny, Inga. So, Inga, this is our kitchen. Did you have kitchens back in Ogdenville? Yeah, before the dark days fell on my people and we lost everything. Great! So you know your way around the blender. Okay, so if the dogs in the house don't let Grandpa in and vice versa, our neighbor Ned Flanders drops by unexpectedly. That I do. But he doesn't stay long. No, I don't. Kids, this is Inga, your new nanny. A nanny? Woohoo! Mom says I can have ice cream for breakfast. Oh, she's still here. Mom, can I have ice cream for breakfast? No way, mister. It's just chocolate chip pancakes and syrup for you. Inga, I'll be happy to eat whatever you make. Maggie, now you have a nanny. Just like the ones Joe Piscopo and Ethan Hawke left their wives for. But hands off my homie. Hands off the homie. Got it. Steve, do you ever watch The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? Indeed, I do. So she reminds me of the uh, Weissman's Mrs. Maisel's maiden name. Uh, mm-hmm. Reminds me of Zelda, their housekeeper, which is funny because this show came out, this episode came out way before Maisel. But like the the drawing, everything looks the same. And I don't know. What You're the, absolutely right. I don't yeah. know what the, the origins of Zelda from Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is, but it's like literally the same character. Huh, that's really funny. I didn't think about that. Yeah. So yeah, you might be right. So maybe um, the Zelda or the, the Mrs. Maisel people were influenced, but it's maybe just a thing. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I know that was kind of a long clip, but I, it's just a lot of funny in there. Um, I like, you know, Bart getting, not getting ice cream for breakfast, but chocolate chip pancakes and syrup. Uh, it's kind of weirder than you think about it. It reminds me of, uh, you know, Marge just giving them whatever they want and all the candy, like, you know, not until you finish your Sunday. Why does mm-hmm. everyone hate my Sundays? Maybe she's a terrible. <laughs> maybe she's terrible at cook. I don't know. Maybe I also like Ned. Uh, this is our neighbor Ned. He pops in from time to time. Surely do, but don't stay too long. Surely don't. And then he just cuts out. I, I like that scene. It was funny. I also love Marge throwing shade at Ethan Hawke and Joe Piscopo. <laughs> yeah. Also, he dodged a bullet, Schwarzenegger. I don't know if that happened this time. Probably he, not. He was, he was governor this time. Yeah. Also, Joe Piscopo getting some name drop in 2009, which was pretty <laughs> good for him, too, probably, right? Yeah, good. 30 years after his relevancy. Uh, Homer and Marge are on a double date with Selma and Torbjorn, whom Selma hires to kill some moles in a garden. One thing led to another. Yeah, she has the same beautiful face as my great-uncle Magnus when he lay in the coffin after his trolley accident. Gee, this Ogdenville influx has been great for everybody. Yeah, talk about taking jobs Springfield men don't want. <laughs> hey, Homer, your blubber would light our lamps for a year. Go! I zing the oaf good? You zing the oaf great. <laughs> I love when Dan Castaneda is talking to himself. Yeah, with, it's so much fun. <laughs> with He's doing Homer, then he's doing uh, Bjorn. Is that his name, Bjorn? Torbjorn. Close enough. Like the sure. candy bar. Torbjorn. <laughs> so do you think when Dan does that, he reads it separately, or does he just go straight from Homer to Torbjorn to Homer to Torbjorn? I like to imagine in the studio, he does it all together, but he switches seats. <laughs> and then, like, the sound editor has to, like, edit him from getting up chair to... Yeah. <laughs> he maybe puts on a wig. Do you think he actually eats spaghetti, too, when he's doing the scene? I assume so, yes. We're not allowed to eat spaghetti on the air, Steve. Oh. My spaghetti. Ah, oh, fine. Meanwhile... At the skate park, Bart and Milhouse find that their hang spot has been overrun with Minnesota, Minnesota Viking-clad 
Ogdenville Skater Boys, even though this is Tennessee Titan Country. The Norwegian skating style is that of a ski jumper and yields so many meters. This results in Bart showboating on his board, juggling the wheels while on his head, jumping through cars, and ultimately running into a school bus. Which we have a fun ha-ha gag from Nelson, but he didn't say it, he wrote it and showed it to said Bart. That's true. That is a good visual. Right. So at Springfield General Hospital, the family finds that there is a three-hour wait time to see the doctor as the Norwads have filled the waiting room with their funny sneezes. The hospital is even out of standard form, so Marge has to fill out those uh, Norwegian ones, which Marge finds difficult as she can't read what she calls a sloppy, bloody writing. <laughs> Um, I can't read Norwegian. I don't think I can either. Can you? I was or pointing at you, like uh, Wiggum did when. So I was gonna write down like jokes from that board, but I thought that we would butcher their fake Norwegian, so I wasn't even gonna try. Yeah, we're not gonna do that. Yeah, here on the 138 Simpsons podcast, we don't like to do impersonations. That's right. Mostly, you, the listener, don't like us doing impersonations, <laughs> so we'll respect that. So after that sneezing fit, there uh, Homer catches the cold from the Scandinavians. They decide to treat Bart at home. Bart blames those barley jerks for his injury, and Lisa, like she always does, offers some common sense and wisdom. It wasn't my fault, I swear. A couple of barley jerks dared me to. Yeah, well, I'm starting to wonder if this town wasn't better off before all these immigrants showed up. I'd just like to remind you that we were all immigrants at one time. Well, you were a baby once. Does that mean you still like milk and hugs? Yes, I'd like both right now. Hey, this is all right. <laughs> so I, I got to say that that scene, which and we played the clip and it's a visual gag, mm-hmm. but I think it was a very sweet moment. It's so damn cute. You don't get that a lot with The Simpsons. It's a, it was a literal, ah moment. Aw, yeah. A really funny Homer line. Let, you know, oh, you're not a baby. Where do you want milk and cookie and hug? And yeah, of course I do. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? And, well, actually, me, I don't like being touched, but... Fair enough. And I don't want to drink milk. Not your mother's teat, Steve, so you don't drink that. Why are you drinking milk from my mother's teat? (laughs) It was a very rare, like, sweet, tender moment with Homer actually enjoying the company of his daughter. Yeah. Uh, Kudos to that. Yeah. I'm going to say kudos for Brandon Hay to uh, put that little nice moment in there for us. Yeah, you probably got some good emotional... Uh, guidance from his brother Colin from uh, Men at Work. That's a little overkill, Steve. I assume that's a joke that I don't get. Well, it's a song from Men at Work. Over- overkill. Oh, it's sorry. See if you knew your Men at Work song titles, and we do our <laughs> standard riffing of songs that never actually gets on the podcast because I yeah. edited that oh. out. Do you know that song? If so, uh, text us because I know who it could be. Who could it be now? Uh. I think it's one of songs from. Alrighty, enjoy the editing. Mo is also experiencing an influx of barley jacks, but the bartender is fine with the new customers as they're clean, pay cash, and have a rich mythological history. He's even switched to uh, selling their spirit of choice, Norway's caraway-scented liqueur, Aquavit. Letting the boys feel betrayed, but for Mo, it's all about the King Heralds. Ooh. Homer tries the potent booze and finds that natives' liquors and liquors, mostly liqueurs, have cost him his job. You're late and drunk. Shut up. You lost your job? It's not my fault. Those Ogdenville guys plied me with their native liqueurs and liquors, but mostly liqueurs. Oh, poor homie. And you with your alcoholism. Yeah. So that line reading from Marge, poor Homer and your alcoholism. Aww. You know, it's, I forget which comedian it is that talks about how uh, alcoholism is the only disease that you get yelled at. It was probably Jim Gaffigan. No, it was uh, absolutely Mitch Hedberg. It was Mitch Hedberg, yeah. We're just making a joke, because if you ever listen to the podcast before, every time we try to talk about a comedian, we just say it's Jim Gaffigan, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's funny, and just Marge embraces, oh, eh, that's how I feel sometimes, you yeah. about me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> about you. Yeah, thanks. All right, well. Anyway, so after that, uh, there's a meeting at the Springfield Town Hall about this immigrant problem, and tomorrow we turn on you. <gasps> oh, no. I propose that no Ogdenvillian be allowed within the city limits of Springfield. I share your xylophobia. Dad, you mean xenophobia. Xylophobia would be a fear of xylophones. I am afraid of xylophones. It's the music you hear when skeletons are dancing. Very well. Springfield will ban immigrants and xylophones. All in favor, say all. The border is now closed. You'll never take my xylophone! 
Notes don't fail me now. I love the uh, the line about the it's when skeletons are dancing. Ah, it's just great. Yeah, that was a fun passage. I I, I also like the fear of xylophones. It, it was just giving me thinking about who my MVJ was in this, and I was had a clear runner, but I think with that Homer quote of the when skeletons are near, it's that's pretty good because I, I always feel bad. I feel like the MVJ on this podcast is always Homer. Mm-hmm. But I always try to look and see who who makes me laugh in this episode, and uh, I guess we'll get to that. But yeah, at the border, Chief Wiggum and Lou have taken guard, but find that the Ogdevillians are walking quickly, riding bikes, and going through the legs of the police chief. They need Border Patrol help, and as the city only has three cops, and Eddie is laid up due to his gout. Oh, sorry, have you ever had a gout, Craig? (laughs) No, I haven't. This isn't the Civil War. I have. Sorry, this is a little detour, but... I mean, I'd be a little ignorant, which I am. Uh, I don't even know what gout is. Well, it sucks, first of all. Basically, there's like these crystals that form at the bottom of your feet. And so when you walk, it feels like you're stepping on glass, but only on one part of your foot. And and it swells up and it's, it's just gross and bad. And you're not wrong. It is an antiquated disease. But in the past, like, decade or so, it's skyrocketed for some reason. And it's mostly caused by rich foods and alcohol. Did Annie Lennox have gout? <laughs> I think she might have, yeah. So you had the gout. Interesting. How, how do you get rid of the gout? Uh, usually thyme and uh, there's some foods like apple cider vinegar. And um, Wow, now I'm afraid of gout. I think you're okay because you don't drink beer, really. No, I don't. Um, anyway, but yeah, it, it sucks. Uh, you can also drink like cherry juice. That's supposed to help. That would make me just like evacuate my bowels if I just drink cherry juice. So just avoid gout if you can. Um, it's not fun. All right, well, that's enough of Steve's medical talk. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, we're talking about how Wiggum needs some Border Patrol, and uh, he comes up with this idea, Steve. Let's let's hear that idea. Excuse me, do you have to pay to get in, or...? No, 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 it's free, it's free. Huh. Maybe we can ask private citizens to guard the border. Yeah, you know, vigilantes who would agree to do our job for the adrenaline rush that comes from having a tiny taste of authority over your fellow man. And all we're paying them is bullets and beer. <laughs> I almost made a big mistake. Okay, so I know that was another <laughs> visual gag. We put that in the clips. But mm-hmm. if you guys remember, <laughs> Homer, they're all drinking beers and shooting guns. Homer decides he thinks that the gun is a beer and puts it in his mouth like he's going to blow his brains out. I was really disturbed by that scene. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. I think it's well, okay. It was funny, but also that Homer just like nonchalant, like, oh, oh, silly me. Yeah, guns and beer don't mix, but <sighs> and he's wearing a cowboy hat. Yeah, I could be a contender for my T-shirt. Interesting. Spoilers. Uh, we then go to the show the armed civilians playing border patrol agents and turning people away, and then they realize they need a name. Men. Our negative energy has been harnessed to help keep Springfield's borders secure from Ogdenvillians. But first, our group needs a name that evokes America's proud history of citizens rising up to defend our way of life. The Klan? Well, there are no bad ideas, but let's keep trying. The Nazis. Okay, you stop trying. Hey, how about the uh, star-spangled goofballs? Hmm, goofballs it is. I enjoyed that, <laughs> the Cletus lines of the plan of the Nazis. Homer just like kind of in a positive reinforcement, like, eh, maybe not from you. Uh, let's let's keep thinking about it. Yeah, it's it's uh, very invocative of if you ever had to work in a group. There's always just one dummy who just doesn't get it. And they're always like, well, what if uh, popcorn? And they're like, well, we're talking about global warming. And they're like, yeah, but popcorn. And you're like, oh, we should talk about climate change and, you know, reducing fossil fuel. Uh, popcorn. Also, the Klan and the Nazis. That's funny. Yeah. Luckily, we're far beyond both of those things now, and we don't have to think about that. Or border issues. I think we'll talk a lot about the things from this episode in our in our recap. So let's uh, let's just finish up right. this episode. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, Homer has the idea to use helium balloons. 
to lift him up in a lawn chair and patrol the border from the sky. It turns out that his codename, Screaming Eagle, is too fat to fly, kind of like Kevin Smith. Uh, so ground losers, Lenny and Carl, take his place. They soar into the air and they find that aside from being very cold and flying past the house from up, the results we're poor. Hmm. So Quimby's looking for a solution to the problem of immigrants and comes with a dumb idea. Let's build a fence. I, I just have to come down on, on Brandon real quick. Sure. No one in politics who or is a leader in the politics talks about immigration like build a wall. I mean, what idea? That's a stupid idea, Brandon. None of I know. Our, I mean, none of our politicians would suggest such a silly idea. This doesn't make me laugh. This just shows how how. I, I just can't find the words, Steve. I know. Again, we're not a political podcast, but there comes a point when you just get too silly and you just come up with these ideas that make no sense out of no basis of reality. I know it's The Simpsons and it's supposed to be goofy, but the idea of building a wall? Ah, come on. Quimby. I'm sorry, Brendan Hay. How dare you come up with such a stupid idea? Yeah. Anyways, let's finish this episode up. I'm mad now. Alrighty. Well, Marge is also skeptical initially, but then she changes her mind. Homie, I don't think we should build a fence. Haven't we always taught the children to make friends with those who are a little different? Yes, yeah. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Maggie's first words are in Ogdenvillese. Now do you see, Marge? Now do you see why we must build that fence? Build it, homie! Make it as tall as the sky and deeper than hell! Yeah, yeah. And we've talked about it before, how Marge is kind of like a fair-weather liberal, how she'll have, like, these open-minded views until it, like, affects her personally, and then she'll kind of flip a little bit. Not just based on this episode, but I guarantee you she would have been a tr- Trump supporter. Yeah, I think so. All right. Um, not a political podcast, but so anyways, <laughs> at the Wells construction site, the Springfieldians learn they need the help from the Barleyjacks to build the wall to keep the Barleyjacks out. While the two groups get to work, they find commonalities, such as a spouse's need to have too many pillows in the bed. That was Snake and one of them. Um, finding the perfect cardigan, which is Ned and another And one. the importance of primer on graffiti from Barton, another hooligan from Ogdenville. That's right. So, the wall is built, and then a guilty silence fills the air. As a uh, tumbleweed and Ralph float by, the folks of Springfield realize that they miss their Barley Jack friends and invite them back in. The uh, Springfield PD arrive, and then they throw the swing and a soiree those Barley Jacks have ever seen. So the Springfield and Ogdenville dance happily ever after, and the Norwegian flag appears and credits roll the end. So a happy ending for the Ogdenvillians. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like kind of poignant. Like after the wall is built, there's just quiet. And I know that they're just because like there's fewer people in the town, but it just feels like a little like somber. Huh, interesting. I didn't feel that, but I think we need to take a break because there's a lot to digest in this episode, I, I think. Much like a crusty That's barley right. burger. We're going to go puke out our crusty barley burgers and we'll be right back. <laughs> Alrighty, Craig, we're back. Uh, let's talk about uh, our thoughts on coming to America, our MBJs, our tattoos, our quotes, and uh, finish this uh, little thing up. Sounds like a plan. Alrighty. Um, should we start with uh, quotes? Hey, we can start with quotes. Why not? Alrighty. So I really enjoyed the quote work of Krusty's uh, underling, whose name I actually just saw here. It's actually, he has a name. It is Rob Rabinowitz. But uh, the it turns out it's the Krusty Burger is the most unhealthy fast food item ever. Even worse than the double Krusty Burger? Somehow, yes. That, I don't know why, it just makes me laugh a lot. Also... Uh, Marge with, oh, and your alcoholism. But I think, actually, this is kind of weird, but my favorite quote is actually from the Ogdenville farmer. When there's barley, there's rats, you know. That's when the... Uh, uh, so no, when will be uh, starting the interview? Just when I laugh. Well, then, we're screwed. <laughs> yeah, that is a good line. The Marge with the alcoholism line was a great one for me. Homer, afraid of the xylophones. The music oh. you hear with Skelters is dancing. <laughs> That's really good. Another one with Bart. Say, Mom, can I have ice cream for breakfast? And then uh, she's like, no way, mister, just finish your chocolate chip pancakes and serve for you. But I think for me, more the visual, it's the sweet moment when Homer yells at Lisa, are you st- still five years old? Do you want your hugs and milk and cookies? 
well, yeah, mm-hmm. I still want those. So he's like, fine, here. And then gives her a hug and just says like, oh, I like this. That was a sweet, tender moment. And I think that's my favorite, that's my favorite scene from this episode. I think that's really sweet. And I think you might be right. I mean, maybe not the funniest, but that is, I think, stands out for me as the best scene of the episode. We, so I agree with you. We say favorite quotes, which is part of a scene. So favorite scene like that to me. Yeah, I'm not laughing. I'm like, oh. Yeah. Because that's one thing that was great about The Simpsons of the past. It could tug at your heartstrings and have that emotional response. And that's the one thing I think the, the later seasons has forgotten it to a point or try to shoehorn it in. And that just that one little moment is all you needed. Yeah, I think it worked really well. All right. There's our quotes or scenes, I guess. Yep. Um, shall we talk about our favorite tattoos? Tattoo shirts? Or tattoo shirts? Or enamel pins? Yeah. I think we could. You mentioned uh, when Homer was in the power plank, him with the sweater Mm -hmm. and the fish on his head is kind of cool. But I think that my favorite, and I mentioned it before, is the bleak picture of Homer with the cowboy hat and the gun in his mouth. (laughs) Just because it's an interesting commentary on The Simpsons, yes. (laughs) Um, But also... Just, uh, you know, certain parts of the country and guns and alcohol abuse and the combination of the two. So, yeah. Think for me, which would be great tattoo, enamel pen, shirt, and I'm actually thinking about producing this, Steve. Okay. It's the Welcome to Springfield sign, two drink minimum. Ooh. There's just something that I laughed about that sign. I, I just thought that was a great sign, and I feel like just having that, that sign, that square, just on your t-shirt or on your body or on a pen, Welcome to Springfield, two drink minimum. It sums up what Springfield is, what The Simpsons is, I guess. Like, yeah. that type of people. <laughs> and it's a nice classic shirt that works not just as a reference to this episode, but just the town in general. Yep. I think it's a really, really good idea i love it so i'm proposing we, we say this a lot on the show like let's get this shirt made let's get this shirt made this one i feel like we can get made i'm not sure if it's on any of those websites but i'm thinking i'm gonna produce this i heartily support that product okay so i guess i'll announce it here that we will put up the welcome to springfield two drink minimum t-shirt following this podcast i think it will be yeah you'll be able to purchase it after this podcast Airs. Great. Yep. You can buy our t-shirts or other merch at tpublic slash user slash annoyed grunt boys. That's right. Thanks for that plug, Steve. Thank you for that idea. Mm-hmm. So should we just get down to it? Just really talk about this episode. Yeah. Um, I know that you have several thoughts on this, so maybe I'll go first and I'll let you close it out. I initially was kind of skeptical uh, reading the premise, as I usually am, about, uh, you know, the plot of it, about building a wall. And... The more that I watched it, though, the more that I like this episode, what I appreciate about it is the issue of the immigration is mostly based on the ignorance of the people of Springfield who are afraid of people who are not like them and their supposed threatening of life. But they realize that ultimately these people who are always portrayed as being positive, upbeat, sweet people are just adding to the community. And I think that's a nice message to bring to discussions of immigration. And I know we're not a political podcast, but well, let's face it. This was a politically motivated episode uh, talking about the spirit of the times and things that we still talk about today. And so I think that that is something to think about. Also, there were some genuine laughs. Um, I pulling clips for this episode or like choosing clips. I wanted to have longer clips because there are a lot of strings of jokes that were just funny. And I really appreciated them. I think that Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Brendan Hay, sorry, I just totally blamed his name, uh, did a really good job of creating nice commentary and some funny jokes. Uh, so I will say that the liquor, Aquavit, which they mention, is traditionally an 80-proof liquor. I am going to give this episode a 60 out of 80-proof. That's not a bad score. That's a solid yeah. Uh, B. Yeah. I kind of agree with you with the second and couple viewings of this episode was at first I'm like, okay, okay. And then really thinking about it too, how this episode, it, again, not a political podcast, that the things that happens in this episode is still relevant, like you said, today. A lot of times <laughs> I'm thinking like, we made that joke at the end of like a politician thinking to build a fence or wall, you know, and, and here I, I feel like Donald Trump watched this episode and was like, Mayor, <laughs> Mayor Quimby's got the right idea. So the idea of using the Ogdenvilles, they're doing the jobs that the Americans don't want to do. You know, they're talking about that. They're talking also about gun control in this a little bit too. There's about gun control. Yeah. This to me felt like an episode of Star Trek rather than of The Simpsons. <laughs> like it has that political message 
but it's underlined with humor rather than science fiction. Like, mm-hmm. so that's what I thought about like this episode. Like, I might watch an episode of Star Trek or Simpsons. And I'm not saying that it's a bad thing because I like both. Mm-hmm. Although I didn't have like as many chuckles and there wasn't as many memorable things that I could really think of when watching this episode. There was some good, yeah, there's like a good like three or four s- strings of of jokes but it actually is an episode that did make you think and kind of got a message out there which we haven't really had in the simpsons i don't think in this podcast before i did enjoy this episode but not in the way i enjoy simpsons is that weird to say no i think it's funny that you mentioned that it reminded you of a star trek episode because in a way i felt like and i don't want to like get into a tangent but it, it felt to me like the way a south park episode kind of feels yeah there you but, go yeah in a way that I have my own personal issues with the South Park guys, which I'm not going to get into, but I felt like was going for that kind of uh, spirit and vibe, and I think they did it in their own unique way, which felt really good. Yeah, it's an interesting episode. I think it's a really good way to put it. I think it's a thought-provoking episode. I feel like we're not doing it justice. Like we could have like a big, almost like write a thesis statement on this episode. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. I think it was it was a smart episode. Not- it's very smart, and I think it's uh, just it's nice to see something different that worked well. I mean, we've talked about like you know the Great Fatsby or like other episodes that have been tried that are going for something different and maybe don't necessarily work. This was a different idea with a lot of thought and a lot of perspective and a good kind of, uh, like you say, a good kind of uh, analogy towards our relationship to Mexico and their people and also gun- like just a lot of different political issues. And they handled it in a way that is like refreshing and sweet and earnest. And I think that's there's something really nice about that. So it might not be the funniest episode. It's, you know, definitely not the sweetest episode. Uh, I said sweetest, not Swedish. Uh, <laughs> it's the Norwegianist of episodes. But yeah, I think it was a it was a solid episode. Uh, if I give it a ranking out of, um, well, here on Wikipedia it says so the estimated population of Norway as of 2019 was five million three hundred fifty six thousand seven hundred eighty nine. I'll give it a solid four million three hundred and ninety eight thousand two eighty four. All right, I. Don't have the math in my head, <laughs> but that sounds positive. I'll give it a three. Okay. No, uh, but no, I give it. A, it's a positive for me. If this was on TV, I'd watch it. And I, like I said, I would seek it out and watch it again. Yeah, and I would encourage you, the listener, to seek it out and you know explore it and get your own thoughts on it. And we'd love to hear them. I have one quick question. I don't know if you know the answer, Steve. Was it Sel- Selma mm-hmm. or Patty that was dating? Selma was dating Cure Bjorn. It showed him at the end scene dancing together. Is he still on the show, do you think? Or was that a one-off? Hmm. Maybe um, they keep it on the DL and uh, they still hook up from time to time. Alright. Well, that doesn't really answer my question. I, I honestly don't know. Engineer Milo, cut this off from the episode. Thanks. Uh, so yeah, so Brendan Hay, had, give him another episode, Simpsons. Come on, you cowards. Yeah. Steve, it, Although I think that you have some other work that he's doing that you know about. Right. I forgot to tell you about this. Steve, if you don't listen to the podcast before, he's a huge Gremlins fan. The I am. 1984 movie. Brendan himself is a producer, a co-executive producer for Gremlins, the Seeker of the Mogwai TV series. Which, which is I am very excited for. In production. I think it's... It's animated, right? Yeah. So, yeah, he's uh, got the job that you want. That's right. I want to write the gremlins. <laughs> Steve, it's past midnight. You can't. Well, can I just give him some water and <laughs> give him some food? I don't think you know the, the idea of gremlins. Um, but, yeah, so uh, we recommend this episode. That's right. It's uh, something different that I think is thought-provoking that I recommend people check out. All right. Well, Steve, I think I'm about to check out. How about you? Uh, yes, I am about to... Uh, hit up my own Aquavita and uh, yeah. So you think we should uh, find out what we're watching next week? Let's bring out that wheel of random. Alrighty, let's give it a spin for the season. Boop Season 18. Season 18. Alrighty, Craig, let's uh, spin that for the episode. Boop Episode one. Episode one is the Mook, the chef, the wife, and her Homer. After a rival mob family shoots Fat Tony, Homer becomes the new kingpin. Originally aired September 10th, 2006. Craig, do you remember this episode? Maybe. Hmm. Is this with his kid who wants to be a chef? Obviously. Maybe. 
Yeah, I, do, I think it might be. Then I do remember this. Um, I remember the episode that follows it, Jazzy and the Pussycats, because we reviewed that episode. Yes, I remember that one too. But yeah, this one, I don't know. It looks like Metallica might be in it. Well, that sounds like fun. All right, well, <laughs> I guess we'll find out next week. So, Steve, it's been a pleasure. Fans out there, as of this podcast, we'll have a new t-shirt, finally. Yes. So you can get it on t-shirts. I don't know what we'll put it on, but definitely a shirt of Welcome to Springfield to Drink Minimum. And you can get that again at tpublic.com slash user slash Annoyed Grunt Boys. And you can check out us on all the socials. The Twitter is the Facebook, the Instagram at 13 Simpsons. You could also email us at 13 Simpsons at gmail.com. And we'd like to get you guys to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The best thing to do is just go to Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, and write down your favorite Simpsons quote. You don't even have to review yes. this episode. Just give us five stars and a Simpsons quote. That's right. That's all we want from you. And maybe tell a friend. Or an enemy. Yeah, or a frenemy. Or your parents. Or your parents' parents. Well, that's it. For this week, I've been Half-Annoyed Grunt Boy Craig. And I've been your other Half-Annoyed Grunt Boy, Steve. And remember, guys, keep watching them skis. Drink your Aquavite. This is Tennessee Titans country.